Hey there. Before we get started, I'd like to invite you to check out patreon.com slash human machine, where you can find out about all the new music, comics, and podcasts that I've been working on, all in one spot. Now on to the show. Welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and I'd like you to hear something. You're hearing Song of Myself by To Be Gentle and my pal, Eve Beaker, playing, well, everything on this recording, I believe. Today's conversation is a bit different than usual in that Eve and I are going to chat about writing songs specifically, what we do when we get stuck, and just good creative practices. Hope you enjoy. So my first time writing a song, I I was in a band with my twin at the time uh, when we were in high school. Um, so we're probably about 16, 17 and I, I think I, I told you about this the last time we talked over the phone, um, how I was in this, this like kind of pop punk, easy core band, like pop punk with breakdowns, essentially mm. with my twin. And we had just decided we wanted to start this project and we had some friends involved and I was the, the guitarist of the band. And so it was kind of up to me essentially to bring ideas and riffs to the practices and um, elaborate upon those ideas with the group. And so um, I was kind of under the impression that initially that I had to have like a full song fleshed out. And that kind of felt comfortable for me, um, just having it all fleshed out and then kind of ornamenting it or changing minor things about it or adding um, parts on top of it during practice. Mm -hmm. But I remember being really inspired by um, prominent pop punk bands at the time um, and thinking to myself, wow, I really want to do that. Like, that sounds so awesome. Just like writing my own music and recording it and performing it. Um, I remember dabbling with writing music in middle school for more like my my like middle school band, like instrument. I played the tuba. So it was very like simplistic what I was doing at that time. But in high school, I was very much like, wow, like, you know, writing a full song, it's like a big endeavor and it was really exciting. Um, but essentially, um, I listened to this one song um, called Small Talk by The Story So Far. And I was like, okay, that's like a great song. And I kind of studied the song and listened to it like a whole lot, a lot. And I decided, well, I want to write a song that feels like feels sonically and emotionally similar to that song. And I don't know if this is like something that's um, attributed to my autism or other my synesthesia, but like I really feel songs and like, a we I don't know. It's like hard to describe. Um, I can really like, I don't know, like I, I can feel songs and in, in like, I was talking to my friend about this, like I, um, a few days ago where I, I can feel colors when I hear music. It's like the weirdest thing, but, um, but I, I, maybe that's a little too off topic. No, I mean, I definitely, I, I don't, I'm not saying that I experience this the same way that you do or anything, but I definitely like, there's a, um, I can, I can, I can decide a color, right? And I can, um, like, uh, you know, a great, great example is that is, uh, say the, um, 
the color from uh, Jets to Brazil, orange rhyming dictionary, you know, that orange that's on that cover. Like I can mm -hmm. visualize that cover and I can be like, what kind of music would I make based around that? And like, that's not, that, that might be like the opposite of what you're saying. Like, um, but like, I, I relate to like that as well. Like, um, you know, when we've finished an album and you're trying to do the art and you're like, what is this? Like, what color does this speak to me sonically, you know? Yeah. So it's like, not, I, I don't think it's exactly what you're, you know, describing, but like similarly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very similar. Um, and that resonates with me definitely. But, but essentially I, I listened to this song and I was thinking like, wow, what kind of colors do I feel? What kind of colors do I see in ear in my head? And I was like, okay, well, it's giving me this one color and I'm going to try to write a song that feels and sounds similarly to that. So I picked up my guitar and I usually, I usually, at that time I was like living with my parents and I, um, I, I, I couldn't really be loud, like in like with an amplifier and stuff like that. Um, and I wasn't really using a whole lot of effects pedals or anything. So I, it was kind of like distortion on distortion off. And mm -hmm. I, uh, so it was either just, you know, be loud or not. <laughs> so I just yeah. usually play, I usually just played unplugged. Um, and so I picked up my guitar and, um, I, I kind of just fiddled around and I had this one really prominent motif in my head for whatever reason. Like it wasn't. Like I imagined the guitar playing it, but also I imagined the vocalist singing it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of decided, okay, that's like that's like the chorus lead line. Like for to me, that like kind of made sense. Like I don't know, I I just heard this motif in my head, this guitar lick, and I was thinking to myself, that just belongs somewhere in the chorus. Like that just feels very chorusy, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so then, uh, and, and that's like a whole lot of a different process than what I normally do these days for writing, for writing songs. Like I feel like for more quote unquote popular music or more structured music, um, I feel like the most important part of the song is the chorus. And usually you want to work on that first. And that's kind of the approach I was doing at, at that time in my life was, okay, work on the chorus. Then I work on the verse, like one of the verses, for example, um, and then after I have those verses and choruses figured out, I kind of try to find a, like an intro and an outro to it. Essentially. I wasn't really big on bridges at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was being in a pop punk band. I was kind of using this formulaic, like popular songwriting format. Um, and that's kind of like my earliest memory of writing a song, um, I kind of, so to, to kind of make it more concise and to you know make it full circle, I had this one really prominent motif in my head, and I really decided, hey, I want to write like music that feels and sounds um, similarly to this other song. Um, it wasn't like a direct rip or anything. It was just like I want to write a song that feels similarly to it, mm -hmm. softly. Um, and then I sat down with my guitar and worked out like structurally piece by piece, each part of the song and then brought them together. And then I brought that all to the band and we worked on it together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my first experience writing a song. Yeah. What I think is interesting, like you said, like right away, you were having this, uh, um, idea that you had sort of this like, uh, guitar rhythm or lead or whatever. And the vocal was also going to like, um, parrot that a little bit. And I've, I've always wondered, you know, because I, I think I've done it both ways. Like I've definitely like somebody's put down a guitar riff and I've copied it on the vocal. And I think the other way around, like, um, I've, I've, uh, come up with the vocal and, and thrown the kind of like octave behind it that's similar mm. and it, and it's like it makes me wonder like when you hear like that done in very very like popular well-known songs like who like which which part came first you know like who can it be now like or or did or was the sax there first you know what i mean oh, like totally. which one of those things happened in your favorite song you know i've, I've always like, just been fascinated because like 
yeah, if you if you're the sax player and you came out and you're just like, and then like the vocalist was just like, that's great, and then just like steals your shit, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but it's like it's an undeniable like hit. Like it's been like, you know, it's a song that like people can recognize like for you know like um 40 years or something by now you know like people just know oh, that totally. song. so it's like whatever they did worked but it's it's funny like and it makes me wonder like every time when you hear that in a song like that basic um premise where it's like yeah there's a there's the the vocal lick and then there's the thing in the background that's happening that's um uh, which one is accenting which you know you don't know you yeah. know which which came first but yeah no totally yeah. i i feel like it's really popular in a lot of steely dan songs um oh, yeah. i couldn't name I, I i and like i'm kind of talking out of my ass right now because i i can't i can't name like a single steely dan song where that happens but i know i've heard it in a bunch of steely dan songs before yeah yeah i'm see i i'm not uh as as big a, on steely dan not not um like uh because i don't like steely dan but i just i'm just not that familiar but like definitely like bands like boston and stuff do it a lot oh even yeah even if it's just subtle like in rock and roll band like there's that's definitely just the the guitar is playing basically like it's the same thing you know and uh yeah yeah it's a very, very common thing but i mean i you know while you were telling like you know your your first story experience i was thinking about how like the first time when i was in a band where i was writing my own songs um i was like basically there was a kid that i was playing with who'd been playing guitar for a lot longer than me i'd been playing guitar just a few months and um he wrote like basically the first song for our band and i was like what um like, how'd you write this song? And he was like, well, I just took the, I just took the chords from Smell Like Teen Spirit and I played them backwards and on like one like fret lower or whatever. And I was <laughs> nice. like, you can, you can literally write a song like that. You can just like take, you know, whatever. And like, you know, I don't think that this was his defense at the time, but then later I'm like, well, Smells Like Teen Spirit is an awful lot like, um, you know, more than a feeling by Boston. So I guess you can kind of just do whatever you want. And I think my first experiences writing songs was just like, I would just like think of a descendant song and then I'd be like, but your hand should move around more than that. And so that's what mm -hmm. I was like trying to do. Cause like, you know, in that like skate punky like type stuff, there was a lot of bands that tried to sound like the descendants or something, but they were maybe just using like four chords or three chords, you know, like to fill out the section of the rhythm. And I was just like, but the descendants would go, they'd have like notes in between the notes and they would, you know what I mean? They just move around a lot more. And yeah. so that's like kind of honestly, like, uh, uh, been my go-to like cheap, like, I mean, you know, I'm just telling y'all how the sausage is made right now. No big deal. But, um, <laughs> like, that's my cheap, like, trick when something is not working. I'm just, like, move your hands more. You're just, you're being fucking, like, static, you know? And mm. it's, like, if it's, like, something is just not clicking, then I'm just, like, try to put a couple more things in between these two, like, if, you, if you're feeling like you, you're going to stay at this spot, for this long before you go to this other spot, if the thing is for sure going to go from that spot to that spot, try making a couple more connections between the two, you know, like, I don't know. That's been, that's got me out of a lot of jams. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know yeah. if that makes sense to anyone listening. I hope it does. I hope that helps other people, but like, yeah, that's gotten me out of a lot of jams. Just like move more just move your fingers more like move your whole hand more um whatever it is you know but it's i really like that yeah. um like to, to me I, I i feel very similarly and i've, and I've done that like quite a bit where, where i, I kind of call it 
I have like a, a, a name for it where I call it, like I said, I mentioned it earlier, ornamenting, where I have like a part and then I, I ornament it by, you know, filling in the notes between the notes, as you were saying, mm-hmm. and just elaborating upon what I had previously written. Um, so I, I really like that. Yeah, that's um, ornamenting is like kind of like, um, like that concept kind of reminds me of what, like I was in a band later with some some folks and um, like they're kind of like I was kind of like oh this is like really similar to this other thing and they're like yeah but we like put this thing at the end so it like changes it and then it's like yeah because I mean like I think their point was kind of like. I mean, eventually, like, everybody is lifting a little bit from somebody here or there, you know? And and so you take, like, whatever this is and you try to just, like, um, you try to route it away from that original. You try to, you know, sort of make it, like, your own thing. And so, you know, you have this, like, thing that's pretty typical, like, you know, and then at the end, that's where you do your little like, you know, or whatever. And that's, you know, the beginning of like, oh, yeah, this is how you like start making things like your own, um, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, I think that it, a lot of times that's where I found like myself getting really stuck was where like, you would have something that's really exciting and um and you you need you need parts that like it's like almost you need parts that are less exciting to make it to make that the main like exciting thing right mm-hmm. so like yeah. um but then you know you just you might like in my case you know you're just like but how, but like, yeah, I know I need to get from spot A to spot B, but how can I just put something in the middle that is like whatever, like the, I was being so precious, you know, like, and, and, uh, <clears throat> thinking like every part of the song could like be like this, you know, like most amazing part of the song, you know, or whatever. And it was, I mean, and, you know, if that's somebody's approach to writing and it's working out for you, then like, bravo, you know, but for me, it meant I wasn't finishing my songs, you know? So like, yeah. yeah. Um, like, how do you feel about like, as far as that idea goes that like, sometimes you just have to fill something in, something needs to go there. Like, mm. do you think what I've found is like, that if you just get the song done, you're going to figure out a way to make that part better later. Like almost like just not even trying. You you just will, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, certainly that helps like when you're passing the song to like other players, you know what I mean? Because especially because you're like, well, this like this part left like so much room, you know, to like for somebody to like just do their thing to fill it out, you know. But like as far as like if you were <clears throat> finishing the song yourself, but you just like were like, okay, well, I need to make this part that goes from this part to that part. Like I'm just gonna just gonna bare bones. I'm gonna put something in there later, and like. um yeah, I mean, you'll you'll go back to it a month later or maybe less, you know, depending on how fast you're, you know, turning your uh, recordings around or whatever. And um, in my case, it's like, oh, I didn't even remember that being like that. Like, and then I'll fill it out with something else or like the vocal will fill it out, you know, or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what's your experience been like as far as like when you... Like, is that, is that a technique that you also like utilize where you're just like, I'm just going to put something there and I'll, I'll figure it out later. Uh, well, I, I, I call that process horseshoeing. Okay. I heard that from a friend of mine where they said, 
oh, I'm just going to horseshoe that part. And, and what they meant by that was throwing in a part that was kind of a placeholder or something close for enough. later. Yeah, like close yeah. enough and we'll call yeah. it good. Uh-huh. And I've, I've never really subscribed to that. I've always been, um, I call it like, I, I, I think I've mentioned this before where the, the Picasso versus the Cezanne, um, like artists where Picasso was more, more so, okay, here's my painting. I'm working on the painting all the way through. It's done. And then the Cezanne, had multiple revisions, multiple versions of his paintings and kept on, you know, elaborating even on paintings that were already finished. Um, and I find the horseshoeing method to be more of a Cezanne technique. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel as though when it comes to the songwriting, I'm more of like a Picasso in that sense where I just, I, 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 I write all the way through and I, re- I really wrestle with it though. Um, I find myself, um, you know, it's not always in one sitting, but sometimes it, you know, it ends up the song being written in one sitting. Other times, though, I, you know, I'll write through the song, take a break, you know, for a day or so and and then come back to it. But once I know it's done, I, I truly believe, oh, this is it. This is like this is the final cut. <laughs> See, I've done both, really. Like, so the the newest Coma Regalia LP, like uh, that we're about to record in July. So, like the eighth one. Like, I did that kind of the same way I did the first one, really. Which is like, I just like sat down and just played a bunch of parts. Like, just like really stream of consciousness. Like, just went and. Um, and then I like I stopped at some point, and then I came back down the next day, and I sort of listened to through to what I was doing to know where I was at, like in my like head or whatever. And then <laughs> I just wrote like the other like um, half of the record, and I've done a lot of stuff like that, like where I just will like you said, I'll just I'll just sort of just start going and I just won't stop and I'll finish it. But then I've also done like with the Duracine records, like and like they're very they're a lot shorter, you know, or whatever. But like um <clears throat> I've actually like with both of those, like I I would record stuff to the drums sort of like the same sort of like stream of consciousness, you know, like I'd stop every once in a while and I would be like, no, 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 wait, I got it now, you know? And so I'd put something there, but then I would come back later and I would mute what I'd recorded before and I'd start the process like all over. Cause I was really curious, like in that instance, like what was, was I in charge or was something in charge of me? Like, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, like yeah. how close w- were the things that I was coming up with? Like how, how close were they? How similar were they? And when I went back and I listened, like some of it was like so similar that like, it was like, okay, that's the thing. And some of it was like so different that I was like, well, I have a choice to make, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, yeah, like I've, I definitely like, recommend that as well like if if somebody's like having like if they're like if you're fortunate enough to be like writing two drums or if you just have like a little drum track that you're writing to or something like um you know or if you've programmed your own drums you know like you often do like that i recommend that as well which is just like like just record something like absolutely anything and just like come back a week later when you have no idea what you just recorded and record something else entirely and then match them up, see what happens, like see how close they are, see which things like, I mean, I got stuck on a drawing of a horse and this is like the closest I can compare these two things. Like I got stuck drawing this horse. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, I was like, this is fucking 
horrible. Like, this does not look like a horse at all, right? So, like, I was like, but I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just, there's something I'm not getting, right? So, I just, like, kept the one drawing, right? But I disappeared the layer. I, like, turned the layer off. And then I tried to draw it again, right? Mm. And I did this, like, four times. And then I just turned on all the layers. And then I just, like, took the opacity and I turned it way down. And then I was like, oh. And I could see where all the layers were connecting. I could see where the actual lines should be or where the closest that I got. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that yeah. was a similar experience when I was listening to these different parts played over the same thing. It was like, oh, I get it now. Like, this is, these are the keepers. Like, this was definitely happening. And then, well, I could have went either way on this one. And so you just, like, have a choice to make. And then in other instances, it was like, I listened to both and I was like, wait, 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 wait. Actually, somewhere in the middle makes more sense, you know? And um, so I don't know. Yeah, the, I think that's a pretty fun exercise as well. Like, just, you know, for when you're, when you're uh, stuck or whatever. Um, but yeah, one thing that you mentioned earlier that I thought was, uh, was interesting is you said that you weren't really into bridges, which I think I thought that was funny at the time because you um, were describing pop punk, which I like, I thought there was like tons of bridges in pop punk. Like maybe that was just like, you're like, okay, that's not what I'm feeling now. But like, isn't, isn't that the case? Like with pop punk, isn't there like, just like, isn't that like, a pretty bridge heavy like kind of no know? totally yeah. yeah like yeah like i would like a lot of like the big big hits quote unquote like there's definitely like you know the big build up or the big bridge where you're going into that one breakdown or back into the course or whatnot mm -hmm. but the, the earlier songs i was writing i was just like yeah i'm not feeling bridges right now it <laughs> 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 was just wasn't really hitting for some reason but mm -hmm. um I don't know, time and, time and place for, for all of it, I guess. For sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess, I guess, like, these days, like, and I, I, I guess I'm still the same way because I haven't ridden a bridge in forever. I One thing I wanted to mention was uh, the, like, the, di the different songwriting forms. And I'm always, like, tinkering with those ideas of, like, you know, what kind of form am I using? Um, am I revisiting segments of a song or, or not? And I often find myself going... The, to the route of the the through composed form where nothing repeats itself. Yeah. I find that the most effective way for the music I write. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I you know, it's uh, a hundred. I mean, Coma Regalia has recorded over 200 songs at this point. Like there's like 180 oh. of them out in the world. But like, um, I, I, I think the amount of times that parts repeat, repeat themselves later in a song like is like less than it's probably less than 15 songs like i'd be surprised if it's even 15 but i thought like yeah it's kind of weird like <clears throat> you know i i'm like i i almost kind of like want to you know just because i don't do it that much you know and um <laughs> yeah it's interesting when i've tried to uh, in other projects when I've tried to, um, like, uh, to do that, to, to go more like a, a chorus and, and a verse, you know, or, or whatnot, like, um, <clears throat> I've really kind of struggled with that, which is funny because like my first bands, like that's just literally what we did, you know, we'd write yeah. like two parts and then like, uh, a part in the middle or, you know, a part at the end, like an outro or an intro, you know, that was like mm -hmm. it. It was just like a couple of verses, a couple of choruses. <clears throat> and then it either, <clears throat> it either be a part in the beginning, a part at the end or a part in the middle or a breakdown. You know, it's just like, it'd be like, that was the formula. It was like, which one of these things do you want to do in this song? You know, yeah. you want an intro and then you just do it or should we do, do should we just go for it? do it like this um but yeah it's um it's really kind of it's it's really kind of like interesting like 
you know, because I've I've done like a bunch of projects with other folks where I'll do drums first, and um, I've kind of I've I've I found it really interesting like when I'm trying to like lead the conversation as far as that goes. Like I'm like, okay, yeah, this is like this feels like the kind of beat that would like back back up a, a good chorus, you know, or whatever. Mm. And it's just like somebody will take this like a whole other way, you know, like there's no such thing as like a drum beat that's like for a specific thing, you know what I mean? But like you know what I'm saying? It's like <clears throat> if you start do good you can jot, do good do good do good jot, you know, you're feeling like, okay, this is a bridge, you know, or this is the breakdown, you know. Um yeah. and and when you're just like really just putting the bare bones out there like after like a whatever, then you're like, okay, that feels like a verse or a chorus, you know, rather and and um yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's interesting like how you know, many ways like um you can you can take these things um almost just like they're you know the the landscape of ideas is infinite or whatever you know um, yeah what, what, what one thing i want to, to to mention i find kind of uh, that i think would be important to bring up that might be helpful for others um that maybe um i don't know something good something that some somebody might be able to take something out of um but when I when I when I write songs, I think of it as like a sonic salad, if you will. Okay. And and I say and I say to myself like, well, what what comprises like a good salad? Um, and I, I I feel like it's a lot of different textures. Like there's a lot going on in the salad, you know. Like there's a maybe at the bottom like a soft bed of leaves topped with maybe some slightly more crunchier types of leaves or lettuces, and you have you know much much softer smoother things like tomatoes or or different kinds of fruits or maybe even like dried fruits you know or, or berries to add like a different texture and consistency followed by some really crunch things like croutons or seeds like pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds and and then top with like some kind of vinaigrette or like you know maybe even like a heavier sauce of sorts and to me that's there's a lot going on in a salad like a like a lot like different textures different flavors and they all um, converge and congregate in this, you know, into what, you know, makes the salad. And when I write music, I try to think to myself, well, like, how can I sonically represent or recreate like my own salad? <laughs> like um, there needs to be something crunchier in here. There needs to be something sweeter in here like that. Yeah. That exactly. idea. Yeah, totally. Like, like <laughs> in thinking like what, what kind of parts fit well with each other, what motifs or riffs fit well with each other. And, like leading into the next chord or leading into the next note and like ultimately leading into the next sections of the song to make that, you know, that song salad. So yeah, I don't know, something, something to think about food yeah. for thought, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, I just kept thinking about how, um, when I was in this band with my friend Walt, uh, um, it, he, he was the drummer and, um, he, he, described like blast beats like you know one hand and then the other hand one hand then the other hand he described that as tossing salad and mm. and um you know that means a lot that means a lot of different things these days but i i yeah. just thought it was funny that you were comparing a song to a salad and you know as the drummer walt would say that it you know when somebody wanted him to play that beat that it was the tossing the salad beat no, oh, I see. So, so yeah, you you make the salad, and then the drummer tosses the salad up. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's, I mean, it's it's a that is a very interesting way to to think of it. And I mean, um, yeah, I feel like I'm always trying to, like, I feel like I'm always trying to make, um the process like simpler to myself. Like, I feel like I'm always overthinking it. I'm always like getting too cerebral, getting too in my head. And I'm just, and I, and I, I feel like sometimes I have to just clear everything and just approach it like whatever. But then I'm the exact same person that, you know, will like, 
sit there and like, you know, like we were talking about earlier, just be like, okay, what color do I want to, you know, do I want people to like feel or whatever when I make this song, you know? So it's like, um, yeah, I think your, your advice is like, is really like good. And I think that like, there's also a place where you might be like, I am sometimes where you're just like, okay, just get out, get all this out of your head and just see what happens. You know, like, I think that's the thing is right. When you're stuck, you need to stop trying to do it the way that you always do it and yeah. think of something else, you know? Um, no, totally. Yeah. So what do you do when, uh, I mean, I don't even know if this happens to you, you know, maybe it doesn't, you know, <laughs> the way you write, the way you all write like two LPs in like one month, maybe it just doesn't happen to you. But, um, if you have found yourself stuck before you and your usual methods, like aren't, uh, aren't, aren't, uh, cutting the cake or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. like what, what, what do you go go to for inspiration is it time to just take a break is it time to like uh read read some books play some video games like you know i mean i don't you know me personally video games is not necessarily the most constructive way to spend a break because uh it becomes less of a break and more of like oh shit i'm it's eight hours later I'm <laughs> and I'm obsessed with this video game or whatever, you know, but um like what's worked for you? Like uh you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, just take, you know, go on a hike, do this, you know, whatever. Mhm. Mm yeah. So when I'm writing a song and I'm just, you know, like, you know, it's, it's not kind of the cake whatever I'm writing and cuz it does happen from time to time. Um I, I just I just kind of deal with it. I don't know, like I just really force myself to wrestle with it and really think constructively about it and just kind of try to, you know, I try to dissect the problem and with, by thinking like, well, like why isn't it cutting the cake? Like, why isn't this working? Mm -hmm. And almost always the answer is, well, I just need to try something new. Like I'm stuck in my, my ways, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so like I and then I'll I'll think to myself, well, what have I not done in a song yet that would be kind of cool here? And I go through the options, then I kind of just, oh, well, I haven't done this. Like I haven't I I don't do a lot of bends in my songs, for example. Okay. Um, so like maybe like, oh, well, I'll just throw like some cool bendy riff in here or like a bend of sorts or maybe like, you know, like a, a glissando into this next part. Um so I'll I'll just really just try to sort through the options of what I haven't done yet and try to execute that effectively. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what keeps me going. Um, Cause I do get stuck in my ways and my formulaic kind of responses to writing songs. Um, but I'm always trying to toss it up and mix it up and, you know, utilize tools in my toolbox that I don't normally use. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I think that like, it's, it's wild where like, you know, um, <clears throat> I think this is just a, a, uh, I think this is just a, a product of my character or whatever, but like, like that I'm the exact same person that can just one day I can be like, wow, I haven't like, like I, there isn't. I'm I'm stuck like I can't do anything different than I've like done already, you know, or whatever. And then mm -hmm. the next day be like, wow, there's all this stuff that I haven't done, you know. <laughs> like I'm mm -hmm. I'm the exact same person both days, you know, and and it's uh so a lot of it is like with me, a lot of it is um just like confidence, you know, or puffing myself up and being like, okay, mm. you know, like it's time to do this. Like, let's, let's go do this. But, um, like, yeah, I, you know, I've also like had people talk about how they just decide, like just ultimately they just decide like, okay, this song is going to be 
this, 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 and we're gonna do this this many times, this many times, this many times. Like before they even like write like one part of the riff, they've decided it's gonna there's gonna be an intro that goes six times, there's gonna be a you know, a verse and then a chorus, and then there's mm-hmm. gonna be like a bridge and then a breakdown. And it's like I'm like Okay, but I mean, I I don't, um, I don't get it. Like, I wish I I wish I got it. It's weird because like, I've written songs like every way. I've started like with a vocal melody and written a song around that. Started with on drums, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, now I really find myself just like, just yeah, I I just go, I go, and I don't really repeat. And then there's the end of the song. Ah! Wait, what? Ah! That's also something that I wanted to um, talk about is like, <clears throat> you know, there's this there's this um, idea that I've like sort of latched onto, which is like, um, like I've described some of the Comoregalia releases as like mega songs, where it's yeah. like all the songs lead into each other. And it's kind of weird too, because like, this makes making a set list kind of awkward sometimes because <laughs> I'm like, ooh, this song doesn't hit the same if you don't play the song before it. But like yeah. when you have like a bunch of releases and you're like, but I'd like to play like one song from like, <clears throat> if you're going to play for like 15 minutes, right? Then you're going to play like 10 songs or whatever, like in our case. <clears throat> and you're like, well, I'd, I really, we're going to play with this band on this tour. So we had a split with this band. So I want to play one of the songs from that split. But then we yeah. got like six LPs. I want to play a song from every LP, you know? And so you're like, well, there's only three songs left, you know? Like, and so like you get to that point where it's like, yeah, like I said, you're like, oh, this doesn't hit the same way unless you play the song before it or the song after it or, you know, whatever. So like, um, how do you decide, like, um, I mean, the way it sounds is, like, you just kind of keep going until the song is done. But, like, how do you decide when it's done? Is that just purely feeling? Or is it sometimes, like, something more than that? Mm. Well, sometimes I think to myself, like, like similarly to how the the one member of that band you you were in wrote a song, or people you've known who wrote a song, like I've decided in my head the the, the layout, the roadmap, and I'm gonna I don't know what it's gonna be, what's fitting that roadmap, but this is the roadmap. Mm-hmm. So so sometimes I I it um it depends really like you know how I write the song um it, like sometimes it, you know. I'll have it planned out and I'll say, okay, well, I've met all the, I've checked off all my boxes. I've met the criteria for the song. You know, I've covered the roadmap. It's done. Other times, you know, I'm just kind of writing as I'm going and, you know, I have to really, you know, just sit with it and kind of decide to myself, well, could it be cooler if I wrote this part over it or added this to the riff or, Sometimes it's like, what's realistic as I'm playing it? You know, like, can I actually, can I pull this off in a live setting if I were to? Um, That's like another way of, you know, considering what I'm writing is, can I pull this off realistically? Or um, is it like doable, I guess? Um, And of course, like in in the studio, you know, when you're just recording stuff, it's a lot of a different experience than, than live. But 
so that is a consideration I have um, when finishing songs. Um, but a lot of it, yeah, I would say it's like feeling like it just kind of feels right or like, I don't know, because I, I will get really off feelings when I don't feel comfortable with the song quite yet. And that is like a, a telltale sign of I need to continue working on this. Um, it doesn't happen often because, you know, I'm very much like I need to finish this now kind of <laughs> kind of way. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, um, I guess it. I guess it really depends, like how I, how I write the song. Um, like, there's been some songs where I've written where um, I have done this thing where I I write and so what I do is I think of parts of different songs that sound really cool, and like I want to write a part that's like similar to that, like. Like for example, like there's a like a song in seven four. Okay, I want to write a song that has a part in seven four somewhere in it, like the time signature seven four. Mm-hmm. And so what I what I did for one song um, was I put a bunch of different time signatures in a hat, and then I pulled out the time signatures one by one, and then I laid them out after each other, and that was like the roadmap for the song. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, once I write all the parts, like in each time signature, I'm going to do my best to link them together. And, and that's the song. And then we're done. Um, so it's like, so it kind of depends how I write the song. Um, a lot of it's feeling based. Other times it's kind of criteria or c- criteria based or checking off boxes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, it's, <clears throat> It's kind of weird. Like, I remember uh, there was one time when Chris from Dot GIF was talking about like writing songs, and Chris was saying this this wild thing. Like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up if I try to quote it or whatever. But it was like take take like the best part of the song and start it with that, but only do it like one time and then like play something else like three times then you play the best part and then you play like i don't yeah it's it's really wild like but um it was this really interesting way of like putting the part putting the parts that you were it was like an idea about about how to make the part hit harder like later mm. like it was like payoff it was like it was like tease and reward you know it was like the carrot and the stick but like in form you know in like song form it was like yeah. get, just give them give them a taste of it like earlier in the song and then when it comes back in and i bet if you listen you know like chris described like writing you know their songs that way so like I bet if you listen through their at least their earlier stuff, you could you could hear that. But um, yeah, it's, Yo. really, it's really interesting as far as like you know you're saying like yeah, literally just pull uh, pull time signatures out of a hat or you know or um, yeah or 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 like <clears throat> sort of like having like a a song in your head where it's like that's like the the vibe that I'm going for or whatever you know and yeah. Um, trying to like capture that without like just you know straight up lifting it or whatever yeah um yeah you, you know um you know who i think the master of doing what you were saying is um and something that's been really inspiring for me because i've been trying to do it a lot more lately um is logan from from gilly oh yeah yeah logan's well, like, like your ma- favorite band so well yeah <laughs> shouldn't no, surprise but, anyone that but no but like no for real though like logan is like the master of like here's the carrot. Okay. It's over now. And there's like, what, what? Like, I want more, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, like, for example, there's this one song that Jillian Carter did called, it's called short song. Um, and short song was recorded during the dreams of suffocation period, but it was like used for like a, like a compilation or like a split of sorts. It's like a 38 second song or something like that. But like, every single part of it just hits and you just wish the song was longer so that you could hear like the, the, the awesome hitting parts over and over again. But like part of the beauty and the magic of it is like it, it, it isn't, it's a short song. 
you get it, you get what you, you, you get what you get in it's, you know, limited form. And like, I think that like that kind of like, oh, I wish it was more is like part of what makes it so good. Yeah. There um, was a, the, 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 um, there was a release that we did our split with Puri, Puri Rays where like, um, I, I sort of had that idea that like you would cut all of your payoffs like really short or like, you know, like you would, um, is that, is that like something that you keep in mind when like, um, when you're structuring a song, like, and how, how do you decide like, oh, like, no, this part this part you really need to like ride out or like, like, yeah, sometimes it's like you have that part where you come to this payoff and you're like, Oh, this part is so good. And then you're like, you want to, you naturally, you love playing it. You love hearing it. You want to just like drag it out. But if you're trying to like, just keep it brief, just like keep it, whatever, like, is it uh, almost just sort of like, um, well, I have to keep it to this or else I'll just drag it out into infinity. Yeah. Like that, that song that I was mentioning earlier, uh, the one where I pulled all the time signatures out of the hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one part of the song that's in seven or two parts of the song that's in seven, four. And the first time it's in seven, four, it's only half as long as the second time it's in seven, four. Uh, huh. So like the first half is like you know it's like it's like that for like for like four times and then the the second time it happens it's eight times and I really wanted it to be longer the first time for like the sake of like consistency and making the the segments even if you will mm-hmm. like even feeling but then I did, like I was like well if I cut it short it makes the second time it goes through even cooler because it's like, oh, whoa, it's like, it's a little different. It shakes it up. But also it gives that gratification of hearing that part again, but yeah. a little bit longer. Um, yeah. There's been times where I've had to like re- practice restraint. Um, Cause I feel like the payoff is ultimately always um, worth it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I mean, uh, so like to sort of, wrap it up i was wondering if you would throw out a couple songs like say one heavy song and one like song that's not heavy from just whatever you know genres or whatever um that you think are like perfect songs and what about them makes them perfect to you Mm, i see i see okay yeah i can do that so, um, there's a couple of options. I think for a non-heavy song, I would like to elect the song God of Wine by Third Eye Blind. Okay. I feel like Is the that on last... the self-titled? Yeah, that's on the self-titled. Okay, so I definitely know the song, but I don't know it by title. Yeah. It's the last song on the record. Okay. And I think there's a couple reasons why it's so good. Part of it is like out of its control, where the, in the sense that it's the la- it's the last song on the record. It's definitely like a statement piece and wraps and ties together the whole album. But I feel like the the previous two songs for that song, like the previous two songs um, in the background and motorcycle drive by, I feel like really bring you to like bring you on a journey that ultimately leads to God of Wine. And okay. I feel like that that journey, those that three song journey, is really effective and really powerful. Um, beyond that, though, I feel like in um, God of Wine, it's like the lyrics are really telling. Um, he says a lot without saying much of anything, with like you know, in terms of like addiction and kind of like the struggle with alcoholism mm-hmm. and loss. Um, I just think like also instrumentally like every instrument achieves their potential to the maximum like the the drums are in the pocket when they need to be 
they're loud when they need to be they're soft when they need to be the the bass is just like really grooves and holds like the beat down and really complements the kick drum and like the guitar parts at certain times and i feel like the guitars are just like i don't know they just sing so well when they need to everything's like everything's like the right flavor the right touch when they need to be um so i feel like instrumentally and sonically it's like a perfect culmination of just like i don't know perfectness (laughs) it just hits really hard really emotionally and um i feel like also like it's set up really nicely on the album um and ties together the album really nicely um and so i guess like i think that's why that song is so good um i'm trying to think of a heavy song um there was a one option in my mind but i'm electing to skip it i'm trying to think of of a heavy song that does it really well okay so let's see i'm like going through my library trying to decide Uh, (laughs) i'm like really struggling here but no i think um let's see i'm just gonna go with the song um violet by death heaven okay it's the first song off their first album, Roads to Judah. Okay. I feel like that song, in the in the sense of like, and I think this is dependent on the genre as well. Like some songs do really well in their genre because, again, it, it, it fits the potential of the genre and, and maximizes on the strengths and the, tenet, the tenets of the genre, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like just, just uh, almost um, like uh how character tropes serve in a story exactly yeah like yeah. They, it just serves the genre really well or like they do it really well within the genre uh-huh i feel like road to judah is not a very popular album amongst death heaven fans or most death heaven fans but and ultimately because it doesn't fit their middle to later career aesthetics as well uh-huh in the terms of atmospheric black metal and like black gaze if you will like I feel as though it's like an awesome, really strong album because it fits those sonic and genre tenets really effectively. Like it, it also like leads up to like you know the more experimental parts of their career because like they and like in Violet like they have like a sample with like a like a a padscape drone from like a synth playing in the background, and like it kind of set up like oh wow like this is it sounds kind of like experimental almost, and then you hear like this guitar part drone in and. It's like, you know, kind of shoegaze magic at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes into like, you know, the, the dark, heavy, like blast beat parts and the, sh- the kind of gargly black metal vocals. Um, and I guess what I'm saying is like on their own, those things aren't like impressive. Like the guitar, the gargly black metal vocals that are very poetic or the and like I'm not trying to discount or. Um, water down anything that the artists are doing with with their you know their roles in the band but mm. like on their own like you know the vocals the guitar parts the drums the pads from the synths like they're not impressive on their own but together they work really well and are very cohesive um and just ultimately i feel like they achieve the goal if you will of the genre of like like atmosphere black metal like to its maximum um and i feel like you know, beyond that, like emotionally, it, it evokes a lot. Um, sonically, it's just very powerful. Like the parts the that have like uh, that are more melodic, just like are really telling. Um, so I don't know. I think I think for different reasons, like Violet by Death Heaven is a really effective song and really awesome um, piece of songwriting in its own, just due to the fact that it, it fits the genre really effectively. Um, and kind of like sets them up for like the next album, if you will. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we take off, why don't you tell people what, uh, we can expect to hear from you coming up? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I've been kind of dabbling with some other projects here in town, like with, you know, with other musicians. So I'm, I'm kind of in a few other bands, right now um so you'll probably expect to hear more music from different projects of mine in the near future um there there's still works in progress but i'll definitely be keeping people updated about those as they uh 
as they progress, excuse me. Um, to be gentle is more or less on a hiatus right now. It's kind of like a, a, a intended to be a break from feeling like I need to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Cause I truly do feel like if I don't write music, like I'm going to like die or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I want my, I don't want my time with to be gentle to feel like it's, 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 um, I don't want my time with too gentle to feel as though I need to do it or I'm going to die. I want to do it because like it feels fun and is effective and cathartic. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be gentle is more or less on a hiatus for now, but I've been slowly, slowly, slowly working on new music for that. Um, I'm just kind of taking my time with it and trying to really relax and not pressure myself to be so um, prolific at the moment. Um so there will be new new music for that eventually, um, probably relatively soon. But there's like I'm not really pressuring myself to do it, um, like as soon as possible, I guess. And that was my conversation with Eve Beaker. Thanks always, Eve, for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks to everyone that's been listening. And once again, check out patreon.com slash human machine and find out all the cool stuff that I've been up to. Until next time, take care and do good things.